0: Recorded live.
1: Hello, everybody. This is Katarina St. Clair. I am the founder of the Miracle Advantage Method, and you may be asking what the Miracle Advantage Method is. Uh, The Miracle Advantage uses color therapy, sound therapy, essential oils, and other healing tools, hands on or touch therapy, and emotional release. In order to help people obtain optimal health. So this week we are having part two with a very fascinating guest by the name of Gwendolyn Rose, who lives in Seattle, Washington. I met uh, Gwendolyn recently on Facebook, and I was just fascinated with all of these fifty past lives that she has been discussing on on these. Uh, Facebook pages. So um, overall, she has been a published author. Uh, she has also been the first guest on Past Life Regressionist, Chris Turner's New Earth Radio program on in February of 2015. Today, Gwendolyn is going to expand her uh, experiences in her Rapid Spiritual Awakening which includes a large number of her own past lives that she will recap briefly, and then we'll move on into her uh, near-death experience and some more wonderful things that's happened to her this lifetime.
2: So, hi, Gwendolyn. How are you today? I'm doing great, Katerina. Thank you so much for having me back. What a great opportunity to speak with you again. Oh,
1: well, I thoroughly enjoyed last week's call, and I'm sure the listeners have, too. So um, I'm j- I'm just excited and happy that you were able to come and, and talk with us again. Um, this time, I would like for you to, uh, if you can briefly, tell us a little bit about your past lives, and then we'll move on forward into your near-death experience, which we have in common.
2: Um, sure. Sure. Well, what what occurred for me was I began waking up in 2010 um, in my late 40s, and my path was via formal past life regression. And I did one of those um, sessions with a Michael Newton therapist. And that was where things really started for me, and then did a Michael Newton life between lives and then moved on to more past life regressions, um, ones that were formal with a therapist um, via Dolores Cannon's quantum healing hypnotherapy with a wonderful um, woman named Irina Nola. And things just really started for me um, from there and then just began meeting more and more people that were the right people for me to meet, an intuitive artist, um, a psychic who's become a very dear friend, several in fact, spiritual teacher. Things just, just went on from there. Um, to be able to find and, and work with those past lives and find the, the lessons, the abilities, the, the good memories, um, those just wonderful feelings of connecting with people you've been with before and also finding the things that needed to be healed and released. So that's that's um, my recap.
1: Okay. Well, and for the listeners, uh, you can listen to uh, Gwendolyn's first uh, Uh, wonderful uh, program that we had last week I believe this is episode 14 so you would be looking for episode 13 on TalkShoe Radio Um, and we talked a little bit about the sketches about uh, your friend that was able to uh, draw pictures of you and you could associate with that with the past lives and and I was fascinated with her work as well now what was her name again
2: her name is Laurie Regan, and you can find her on Facebook as Drawings by Lori, L A U R I E, or you can mm-hmm. find her uh, webpage at laurieregan.com, dot com. As she's also an author of metaphysical fiction and my writing partner. Oh,
1: So good. that's how you
2: can how you can contact Lori.
1: Oh, great! And I I do want to. Um Uh, put a plug in for both of us as we're both uh, writers Um, I know that uh, with my first book that was published about my near death experience yes Virginia there is a heaven which can be found on uh, Amazon Kindle all that all all those places Uh, I know that you have also been published and uh, I I want to hear about your near death experience and will you please expand on that for us today
2: Um, yes um, it it occurred when I was in my mid-30s. It was August of 1997, it would have been, and I was newly pregnant with my second child and my former husband and I were just incredibly excited about that as she was going to be our, our second child, as I said, and we had also lost two children to ectopic pregnancies, so very much a planned, um, very, very wanted um, pregnancy, and I was about 9 or 10 weeks pregnant, so still in that that first trimester, and I began having um, very, very um, vivid, vivid dreams, lucid dreams, nightmares, and they were all the same every night, three or four nights in a row, of just seeing things like ships pulling away from moorings, just all kinds of things to do with um, very tumultuous water and, and wow. just very, very frightening. Things just ripping and tearing was the kind of um, feeling that kept coming to me again and again. If you can picture a ship just you know pulling all its moorings out and just tearing away from that safe place where it was anchored or docked.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: this, this kept occurring, and I was working at home um, on a on a weekday, and my husband um, was at work and we had a a lovely um, live in nanny with us at the time and she was at the park with my um our our little daughter, who was about a year and a half old at that time and I just had incredible um heartburn, which I'd been calling the o b g y n about because that just seemed very early in the pregnancy to me to be having such incredible heartburn.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, It was just, something just didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And I'd already been in to see him one or two times. um, But as I said, it was quite early in the pregnancy. So what happened that afternoon, I just, I could not get comfortable. I kept trying to work, do some simple housework. I just could not get comfortable. And I kept you know, when you don't feel well, you keep wandering into the bathroom. You're just, you know, am I going to be sick? What What's going on here? I would lay down, just nothing, nothing worked right. And I felt incredibly anxious. Um, so I was, I was um, laying on, laying down on the bed, trying to just get comfortable. And I just felt this incredible, um, sharp, sharp pain in my abdomen. And I just, raced for the bathroom because I didn't know what was going to occur, Um, and it just, it was such a sharp pain. I've never had such a sharp pain. I literally was looking down like, oh my gosh, there's like a knife in my stomach, and I just, it was, it was incredible. So, I evidently um, fainted in the bathroom on the, on the floor, just kind of, you know kneeling over the toilet being near the toilet and when i came to i i just heard um angelic voices and felt angelic presence like i've never felt in my life and they said you've got to call for help now and this was before this was before you know having a cell phone and i was just laying there thinking i can't make it all the way to the phone even though it wasn't far at all i just had mm-hmm. to get from the Bathroom to the master bedroom, which was adjoining, and i I just was saying, I can't get there and I just heard voices again, and I just had this sense of being lifted up. I couldn't walk, but I could crawl and just was assisted and got to the phone and I didn't even think to call nine one one I had no idea where my wow. my head head was, and I called my husband at work it's the first time he had ever answered me immediately at work, because it was usually in a, in a meeting with a client, not available. He answered immediately, and I said, please, please come home now.
3: Oh. Something's
2: very wrong. I've got to get to the hospital immediately. Can you take me to the hospital immediately? And he said, of course. Mm-hmm. And again, um, just such good fortune, because it's the only time he's ever worked. He was less than 10 minutes away.
3: And Seattle
2: traffic, it would have often been, you know, 45 minutes, 60 Mm -hmm. minutes type thing. And while I was waiting for him, I called the OB office and they said, we're clearing a room for you now. When you get here, do not walk. Um, Get straight into a wheelchair. Don't worry about parking your car. Just have your husband get you up into our office as quickly and gently as he can. Mm Mm-hmm. So, while he was driving home, it took me that whole <laughs> time to
3: Aww. ease myself
2: down the stairs because oh, wow. I couldn't walk and didn't dare walk, so I just kind of like like a toddler you know went down on my bottom gently one Aww. step at a time and was waiting by the front door when he got there and he helped basically um carry me mm-hmm. you know lift assist me into the car and just got to got to the OB's office, and they couldn't visualize anything on ultrasound other than I was having a major, major bleed, and we didn't know had oh, my, my salt bladder appendix. Oh. something clearly had burst,
3: oh, but my. they couldn't
2: they couldn't visualize what it was, and I mm-hmm. just kept saying, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant, which you know mm-hmm. clearly they knew and they couldn't get blood from my arm at that point. Systems were just really shutting down. Mm -hmm. Couldn't get a urine specimen, couldn't walk. So they took me from the OB's office, which luckily was adjoining right to the hospital, and put me on a stretcher from there and took me directly um, onto the floor of the hospital and admitted me right directly from there. So there was just a lot of... um, A lot of assistance for me. I just, I just really, everything felt so expedited and like Mm -hmm. it just, you know, went so quickly and easily, you know, despite the great fear and the incredible pain. So they started giving me pain relievers and I'm arguing with them. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. (laughs) And of course, you know, they they know that. and just it it went from there. And I was in the hospital for um, a week. Um, I wow. lost an incredible amount of blood. They were not able to um, get it back into me quickly enough. I think I, I think it was seven or eight units of blood My God. Um, that they they transfused into me. And I did end up having to have um, major surgery because what had actually occurred was the fundus, which is the Mm -hmm. aorta at the top of the uterus, Mm burst.
1: Oh, my goodness. So
2: they did um, a major, major surgery on my uterus that had not been done before. Oh, my. Um, Two OBGYNs did it. Um, They were consulting with, with other surgeons um via phone before they went in and 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 you know go just going from there, but what occurred as I was laying in the hospital bed because I refused the surgery um for the first couple of days because it just I just wanted to be able to heal myself, but I didn't have any skills to do it i just I didn't know how to meaningfully pray or meditate or or bring in the assistance that was clearly there for me. I just didn't know how to connect with it. Mm -hmm. Um, So what was done was I was just flat on my back in the bed, could not get out of the bed, and they were just pumping um, blood into me. But that was problematic too because there was a nationwide shortage of it at that time as there had just been evidently um, a very large train accident. Um, And it was summer when Blood supply is always low, so they were really scrambling um, to get enough blood for me at that time. So it just was a very um, difficult circumstance, yet also was feeling some support in some ways that I had never felt before. So I think I was just opening um, spiritually more because there was such a a crisis going on. Mm -hmm. the, The night before the surgery... Um, I, I had, um, a a true, both that full out of body where you remember it as well as the near death experience where you go home. Mm -hmm. And I just really was so torn because I didn't want to have to have surgery, but my hematocrit had been dropping so low. There just was no choice and it was down into the teens by then. And I really had to go ahead and, and, and sign those, um, papers letting me know that, um, you know, how how dire things were at that time and that, that certainly there were no guarantees for the baby
3: hmm.
2: um, because I did not want to have my, my uterus operated on, obviously, while it was occupied.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: so I did, did go ahead and then just was alone that night waiting for the surgery the next morning and I felt myself, I didn't really feel myself leave my body, but I was very confused when I did because I looked down at myself,
3: Mm.
2: and I did have a little bit of sense of humor. (laughs) It was still left, which I'm glad about, because I remember looking at myself, and it was like looking down on someone or looking, you know, at someone, Mm
3: -hmm. and I remember
2: thinking, wow, you really are having a bad hair day. (laughs) It's just kind of made me laugh because, you know, it was still me that I could make a a silly joke, but, you know, having been in the bed for a week and hadn't been able to take a shower or wash my hair and didn't care about (laughs) properly combing my hair. And the other comment I made to myself was, you are white as a ghost. We really do need to, um, you know, get some medical Mm -hmm. assistance here. There's Mm -hmm. just no other choice. Um, And I just At that point, I definitely just kind of said goodbye to my body after having given myself those two (laughs) little
3: (laughs) comments.
2: And I (laughs) critique, and I remember very clearly going up. um, It was like a big, beautiful escalator. Mm. And I just went up um, through the ceiling of of the hospital room was my perception, and out through the, the roof of the building, And I remember looking outdoors thinking, wow, this is pretty wild. (laughs) And I went up the escalator and my soul got to the top of the escalator and I barely, I could see the most beautiful white light. Mm. And I so wanted to go further and explore, but I was Mm -hmm. very hesitant and Spirit guide, soul group, angels, Mm -hmm. folks came rushing to me immediately at the top of the escalator. And they said, you cannot take one more step up here or you won't be able to go back. Wow. So we're here to help you. We're here to give you a big hug and to give you a choice that you can go back or if you choose to go come home, there's no shame in it. Right. But, it, you know, it certainly would be my choice. But mm-hmm. that I would have to go back and fight very, very hard to get healthy, to get through the surgery, to have my daughter, who I didn't know was a girl at that time, mm-hmm. but to go ahead and do that and just gave me the choice. And I said, absolutely, I am going back because I've got a little one. You know, I've got oh. everything to live for, not only this pregnancy. But I've got a darling little daughter who's not even two years old. So absolutely, I'm going back. And I, again, got the warning, it's going to be very hard. There's some real um, energetic challenges and things you're going to have to clean up and you're going to have to get very healthy and you're going to have to fight very hard. But we'll be much more with you than we ever have been before. So I said, absolutely, yes, I'm going back. And, you know, got my hugs, got my high fives. And just had this sense of being like whisked right back around like you can't step down up here. You know, I was just like, I could feel the escalator like running behind me, but it was like I was standing on that metal plate where you first get off it Mm
3: -hmm, and
2: mm -hmm. just got turned around in a 180 and went back down the escalator and right back down into my body. And Mm -hmm. I was ready for the surgery the next morning. And it was a it was a several hour surgery. Um, It was it was highly successful. It was really quite the miracle that they were able to repair it without um, in any way damaging or touching that precious little fetus. And the OB told me later, he said she was just that little you know tiny peanut was Mm. as far away as possible from the top of the uterus where um, because they had ultrasound going the whole time so they could see what was going on during the surgery. Um, and just never, never got near her. And she was born healthy, and I was able to um, deliver her um, and deliver her vaginally even, um, wow. you know, at, right, right on time. Um, it was That's a very funny. stressful delivery because they weren't sure if the, if the pressure of being in labor was going to push back up through the top of the uterus again and go in the wrong direction
3: hmm. into
2: my heart and lungs. So it was wow. a very stressful delivery but mm-hmm. everything went fine and she was delivered and just very healthy a uh, miracle girl. Uh certainly. She certainly is a miracle girl. And
1: yes. what does she what what is she doing now? Is is she uh in college? She's a is normal she
2: normal teenager in high
1: school. Good. She's
2: in eleventh grade in, in high
3: school.
1: Wow. That is great. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad that everything went together the way it did and and there was no side effects that she was perfectly normal in every way it's just such a miracle to hear uh stories like that it's it just really is
3: it sure uh, and, is
1: and talking about spiritual work um i know that you have friends uh, that have studied different types of programs and things and um and i was just wondering, uh, do you have a certain uh, spiritual healer or former formal spiritual teacher that you work with or, or have worked with in the past that's that's helped you uh, develop your um, journey further?
2: Yes, I do. Um, I work with Robin Alexis, who is just uh, a wonderful mystic, psychic, Reiki healer, um, past life reader, uh, shaman she just has so many um, abilities and just Mm -hmm. feel very blessed that uh, a friend got me got me to her and introduced me to robin when i was Mm -hmm. first having um, a situation in a past life that i needed some help with and needed to confirm that i had sent my own ghost home so i met Mm -hmm. robin at that point uh, would have been march of 2013, so just two two years ago, two years ago yeah. exactly, and she has, Robin has a wonderful um, community called the SoulSpawn Online Membership Community, um, and there's about um, 50 or so of us nationwide um, working together in there regularly, and she also has a weekly radio show that, that folks are most welcome to check out, and it's called Mystic Radio, it's on 1150 AM weekdays, excuse me, um Wednesdays at noon Pacific time. And if you don't happen to pick up that station locally, um you can look on her website and there's an internet version of it where you can get in that way too because I do hear callers from England and France
3: and mm-hmm. you know
2: other countries. I've heard um Vienna, Austria, I've heard other other um parts of the world calling in too. And if you can't pick it up on internet radio, she's got a phone number there too, which you can call in. you mm-hmm. simply be able to call in and just go from there.
1: Wow, that
2: sounds like a wonderful program. It's um, just incredible um resource. just so so delighted to have met um not only Robin but other other folks in the in the soul spa um and I have several friends who are local, so it's just neat. it's got both that. Um, you know, internet connection to it for um, the worldwide piece as well as there's several of us who are here in, in Seattle that are all members of the same little stock and then, you know, meet face-to-face from time to time, which is just wonderful.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and earlier when you were talking about your near-death experience, you talked about angels and ancestors and gods meeting you before you took that step off the escalator. Yes. Um, do you have any more experience with them since you came back from that uh, near-death experience?
3: Um, yes.
2: I just feel very fortunate that through through meditation, I'm able to connect and, and just have those conversations and receive that spiritual guidance um, when I need it. Um, there's another spiritual teacher that I work with, too, um, cool. that I've taken some courses through and channeling and, and meditation. and Her name is Karen Downing, and she is on um, available on the Internet as Aurora's Message, A-U-R-O-R-A-S-Message.com. And I've just been able to do some really neat things with Karen, too, And Karen mentioned to me um, her belief that each person has an average of 33 beings of light around them, which I just thought was wonderful and it really resonated for me. And certainly you may not perceive them all the time, but just to know that we have that kind of support, whether it's some of your ancestors, whether it's um, angels, ascended masters, you know, whomever it might be. And I just, I really feel like that team changes around us based on what we're working on and what we need and yet there's also some continuity from spirit guides that are with us on a regular basis. So I I do know I have seven um, guides with me regularly so I've got a nice big team and it includes Mm -hmm. all four grandparents. Um, My maternal grandparents I was very close to um, in my my life. My mom's Mm -hmm. parents and lived with them for a time period and and just really um, enjoyed them very much. My dads I didn't have an opportunity to meet because they died before I was born. They died when he was um, 6 and then 17. So he lost his parents young, unfortunately, so I didn't have a chance to meet them. So I just think it's amazing that I get to have a sense of them, particularly Mm -hmm. his father is just a crack up.
3: And he just
2: comes to me from time to time and just, you know, will do funny things or silly things and just has that, like, you know, big personality. He shows up in readings or he'll just make himself known in in different ways, um, which is very, very neat. So they're they're four of my seven. Mm -hmm. Well, that's wonderful. I know
1: that uh, being adopted, I didn't know my birth family. Uh, and right. after I was able to touch base with my birth mother, uh, I learned a little bit about them. But since I've been doing ancestral DNA releasement and, and past life regressions and things of that nature, they really come forward and I'm learning a lot about them, their personalities and everything. I agree with you. Their personalities stay the same even after death. So, if And
2: I just love that because spirit to me, it just feels so, um, just such a sense of humor there. Um, I just really, really enjoy that. It's, you know, not all this seriousness and, you know, difficult work and doom and gloom. It's actually the Mm -hmm. opposite.
1: I just find
2: it very (laughs) joyous and, you know, uplifting and, and just a sense of humor is the best way I can describe it.
1: Mm -hmm, Exactly, and uh, something I think that we should touch on today too is I remember we had a discussion on Facebook and we were talking about different dimensions, and I would like for you to uh, expand on that topic a little bit and let the readers know about how you've been able to advance on up to the fifth dimension.
2: Yes. Um, That was a a big surprise to me and just like my spiritual awakening, um, I wish I could say I had this wonderful, brilliant plan and instead it's kind of like sometimes you you back into things and you have no idea what you're doing (laughs) (laughs) and something that's meant to happen and and somehow you manage to open to it and Um, and a very um, amazing, wonderful thing happens. That's what my journey moving up to 5D was. And what I mean by by 5D is I believe there are spiritual dimensions and that with with the shift, the end of the Mayan long calendar, December 21st, 2012, that that was when a new um, age of Aquarius started astrologically and just more of a, a feminine, divine feminine presence came back on um, available to Earth for a 2,000-year cycle for so those long cycles that we go through, mm-hmm. and I believe that there are many spiritual dimensions. And we all we all know what 3D is. I mean, you can reach out and touch whatever's next to you, which at the moment is my cat. So you know he's he's laying down, but he's still got a certain height and length and width. I mean, that's kind of our 3D. Um, and then what 5D is? for me it's that place of of peace and love and it's just being able to we as individuals um, to be able to raise our vibration um, through some specific steps that need to occur and some people are conscious of it some people are not at all and that's just fine you can get there either way Um, but I got there through a pretty conscious um, process so I can outline those for folks briefly and the purpose of moving up to 5D to me who doesn't want to be in a more loving and peaceful place and to be able to really address what is going on on our earth with, with all the issues that we have with, with want, with, with war with poverty, with, with hatred is it not time for that, that new era? Um, it certainly it, is. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I believe that Earth moved up to 5D with the shift on December 2012, and that we as human beings are able to do so and increase our vibration and just match up better with where Mother Earth is now. And the steps that I went through, and it was the spring of 2013, and some folks may have heard of or be experiencing ascension symptoms, they're called. And you can Google ascension symptoms. There's long, good lists of 50 or so things. Just all kinds of um, not-so-comfortable physical symptoms people may have, like real change in sleep patterns or Mm. changes in what they want to eat, Um, just really needing and wanting to eat healthier. And they just can't go to McDonald's and eat that hamburger and fries that they used to enjoy when they had a cast iron stomach when they were young. Um, you know, those those days are gone and, and it's just um, it's things like that um, a lot of folks experience itching um, on their crown or the top of their head but it's different, you know, they know they don't have a scalp issue, they don't have dandruff but it's like, what is that that's going on all the time or they may be just just starting to um, tune in and to have a lot of ear ringing and they really be struggling with ear ringing or other symptoms like that. So I was going through all kinds of um, very intense symptoms like that and I didn't know what they were. And I thought, oh my gosh, if this is middle age, I want to check another (laughs) box off. You
3: know,
2: this is just
3: ridiculous. (laughs) Where's the opt-out
2: on that one? Yeah, really. You know, I'm committed to being healthy and to being happy and to, Mm -hmm. you know, just being positive. So it's like, what is with this? And finally, I mentioned one or two of them to a couple friends, and they're like, oh, that's just ascension symptoms. You're ascending. <laughs> You're raising your vibration. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm doing what? <laughs> so I started Googling and, and just looking on Facebook a little bit and found a lot of people were talking about it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And what I then went through in April and May of 2013 was, I and I also was feeling, truly feeling um, an increase in vibration. I mean, I just felt like I was going like sud, 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 sud within my own body too hard and too fast. Wow. I don't know how else to describe it. It was mm-hmm. very off-putting. Um, and again, I just, I knew I didn't need a medical workup. Um, but, and it just was, you know, nauseous and just exhausted and and just, all these um, very strange symptoms that didn't seem to make sense. And some of the things that need to happen um, as one moves up to 5D is to align with our higher selves, to open our kundalini energy fully, um, to transmute our karma. So those were the things that actually were going on for me in a profound way. And an example of aligning with my higher self, I believe our higher self is that best part of us that's typically at home because we incarnate with a certain percentage of our energy but we are very capable of bringing that higher self down into our body just consciously ask to do it each morning let me be my higher self today you know it's just that simple and i just literally i i guess i I like to do it Physically, I just kind of put my hands over my head and just, you know, kind of close my eyes and picture myself pulling that higher self down and through the crown into my body. It's just that simple. So as I was aligning with my higher self, um, one evening I walked out. Uh, I've got a long gravel drive um, and I walked past two other homes to get to my curb, put the trash out. And I, I was coming back from having pulled the the big trash cans, um, roller cans down to the curb, and I'm walking along feeling very disoriented, very weird, just feeling this high vibration and ear ringing and all these other symptoms. And all of a sudden, Katerina, I just lurched oh, like four to six feet to my right, harder and faster. If I could have done that in the Super Bowl different outcome. (laughs) I'll leave it at that, okay?
3: (laughs) With a forward
2: momentum to it. There
3: you go. It was the
2: strangest move my body has ever done. I looked all around me thinking, oh my God, we just had an earthquake. Am I okay? Is everything okay? It was the strangest thing. And I was still on my feet. But I looked, and I could even see where my feet. It was almost like being like being dragged. I could see the marks from my feet. I don't normally see wow. any footprints in the gravel, and I'm like, I am not crazy. I was standing there, and I'm not standing here. <laughs> wow, that's and a big out.
1: shift. <laughs> it was a,
2: it was very. It was just very wild. I've never experienced anything like it. I didn't know what was going to happen. All I was doing was putting out the trash. (laughs) Maybe the elementals
1: didn't like that that day. (laughs) It should should be simple.
2: Um, But what I found out a week or two later was that was me aligning with my Mm -hmm. higher self. And I kept getting all these messages. Go to Mm -hmm. the right. You need to go to the right. Always (laughs) choose to go to the right two friends who are psychic were getting messages for me and saying,
3: Do you know
2: you're supposed to be going to the right? I'm like, I keep hearing that. What does that mean? You know, make the right choices, take the high road. Am I, you know, Robert Frost, two roads divided, I took the one last travel by I said, What is going on? They said, We don't know. We just know you're supposed to go to the right. So one friend was telling me that and another was telling me she kept seeing um, a doorknob and then I was standing at it and I was to turn it to the right and go to the right. Mm -hmm. So it was very interesting. And I also had a photo taken of myself on vacation about two years earlier and I put it through um, Aura software where you can see the physical Aura around you. And I Mm -hmm. put that, I just was inspired to put it, had this like 24-hour free aura software. I put that photo through it. That photo is fascinating because it shows my aura as this lovely, bright, sunshiny yellow, but it wasn't around me. It was all off to my right. Gosh. And it was a little bit like ahead of me. So that was me aligning with my higher self. (laughs) Mm -hmm,
1: Definitely, most definitely. And 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 well, go ahead.
2: And then the kundalini. um, Kundalini is a very powerful, um, very important um, energy, and it lies dormant in many of us at the base of the spine. And please, please add to this and 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 you know tell tell your experience and your knowledge of it, Katerina but but many people visualize it um as a big as a big cobra or a big snake rising up above you um once you open that energy fully and there's a a great way to do it and you can google kundalini k u n d a l i n i and i do want to give it the caveat there's a lot of misinformation out there i haven't found a wonderful website on it but what i recommend um is folks consider yoga or consider some other spiritual practice with a qualified spiritual teacher to safely open their kundalini slowly over time because it is a very, very big, very powerful energy. It's not going to hurt us or harm us. It's part of us. But your body and your soul and your emotions and everything has to be ready to open it because you can also have what's called a spontaneous kundalini opening, which can be uncomfortable, potentially dangerous. That's rare. That's rare. Yeah. Um so yeah. I want to stress that. But again, yoga, kundalini yoga, and going through that sort of process. Um, I know several folks that have um, been doing that, and, you know, are feeling it opening bit by bit, and it can just be mm-hmm. a, a great way to do it. Um, I had a different path. I had a spontaneous. Um, and what occurred for me was a wonderful book called The Magdalene Manuscript, um, written by Tom Kenyon and Judy um, Sion, um, his his wife. And there was an accompanying Magdalene Manuscript CD, um, Meditations, that went with it. And I was looking for a new meditation. I so loved the book. I thought, well, I'll take the accompanying CD that goes with it. And the very first CD, uh, excuse me, meditation on there was a 15-minute meditation, How to Open
1: Your
3: wow. Kundalini.
2: Now, I'm sure that this was meant to happen slowly over months and years. <laughs> well, not
1: 15 minutes.
2: <laughs> at, yeah, not 15 minutes the first time. And that's what I did. Oh. So I just popped that cd in and i was sitting at home alone in my bedroom had no idea um how quickly it could go because i had been opening it and didn't know i was opening it um i just sat cross-legged on on the floor of my room and just started listening to it but what happened was incredible tom was describing and he's got a very he's a sound healer he has a very Um, powerful multiple octave voice so very um wonderful person to listen to um so i'm but i'm listening to it and i'm following along okay visualize the snake coming up from the base of the spine you know this side of of your body and picture this picture that within about three minutes i was ahead of him i already knew what he was going to say and I'm sitting there with my eyes closed thinking, how can this be happening? How do I know how to do this? Why do I feel this tremendous energy coming up um, through me? And, and then so he's coaching, you know, how to do this. And, again, it's very well done. It's not a problem to use the CD. <laughs> this just was my interesting experience with it. That kundalini, he walked you through you know, two, three, four times, and now repeat, now do this, right side, left side, center, and I'm going along. And I just felt something all of a sudden blow through my body and oh, out wow. through the crown of my head. And it went so hard and so fast up to the heavens. I just popped my eyes open and looked up at the roof of my bedroom, and I thought, there's a there's a hole. I have just there's all, there's going to be a big hole. I don't know how to explain this to the insurance
3: company. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and I started you know it came right back in because I'm also I'm like oh my gosh my body hurts hurts hurts. Oh. What have I just done? And I'm looking oh, up my. like where's the hole? I know there's a big hole. I just felt it blast and I'm like looking and looking. How am I going to tell the insurance agent? How am I going to get this <laughs> roof fixed because the rain is going to come
3: in and pour into me in my bedroom? And I'm looking, and I'm looking. I'm like, oh wait, there's
2: there's no hole. Um, everything's still fine. I'm not sure what happened, but I don't want to listen to this meditation again. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound like you need to. It sounds like a past <laughs> life came forward <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what happened when oh, it sure. was related to a past life and mm-hmm. I had opened i had opened my Kundalini in a similar manner at a very young age, sitting cross legged in the grass in my backyard wow and so that's. I, I was just re-remembering was what happened. Wow. But for about three days, I could <laughs> hardly walk or move. Oh, my. I looked like the, the, the Tin Man or something. Oh. And I, I had a Lemurian healing crystal, and I'm like, uh uh-huh if there's some way I could get that tape to the middle of my back, so I found a little <laughs> bit of,
3: um,
2: you know, medical tape, and I taped it oh, my. underneath <laughs> my bra, because I was
1: oh, you poor thing. not moving well. <laughs> oh, my. I can't imagine. Oh, gosh. But
3: you know what? It was. What?
2: I was very fortunate, and just for it having been such a spontaneous opening, it, it went very well. Again, don't recommend it. This is not going to occur <laughs> for other
1: people. So listen, listen.
2: Yeah, just yoga, safe yeah. and sane, spiritual mm-hmm. practices. And when you hear that little voice in your, <laughs> in your head or that little warning that says, this isn't for me yet, or I need to slow down, or enough of this, heed that voice. And don't feel that you're being chicken or going too slowly. Feed that voice,
3: mm-hmm. because I
2: I didn't. I just went wow a little too fast. <laughs> so that was what occurred with with the kundalini. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's 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 turned out um, very well. And another friend has had um, experiences with opening it, and she hasn't been comfortable with it, so she just tamps down on it and, and stops it. You, you can't stop it. It's like trying to stop puberty. You know, once <laughs> the train is leaving the station, you can't turn back time. Once your Kundalini mm-hmm. is opening, it's opening. You can mm-hmm. ask for more ease and grace. You can right. ask to slow it down, and those are very good things to do. Um, so that makes sense, but what What can be done, too, is if it's going too hard and fast for you, Mm -hmm. you can visualize it. You've got control. This is your body. It's your life. You can choose how to open it. If you're in a 50-floor skyscraper, you can get in there with your kundalini on floor one, (laughs) and you can hit 50 because you're ready to go. You feel comfortable with that if Mm -hmm. that's your guidance. But mm-hmm. if you need to stop on floor four and go, whoa, I'm going to slow this down for a little bit. I want some ease and grace. I'm not going to work with this for another whatever time period. And then do a meditation and work with it more. Or do some yoga, work with it more. You can control it um, just with using that analogy of of stopping that elevator I think is a, a good way to look at it. So, mm-hmm. so that was another um, important step. And karma, um, lots of debate around karma. Karma to me is not punishment. Um, karma is a balancing of scales because everything we do, I believe, has, has an action, a reaction, yes. a consequence, so to speak. We're all interrelated. Everything's interrelated. Yes. So if you need to balance that scales because you believe you have um, some karmic debt and you need to settle some things up, you've got some lessons to learn, some things to let go of, Um, you may need to to deal with some of that. And the way I did it was, I worked with a spiritual numerologist, and we were able to identify exactly what my karmic debt was, what it was for, how it was incurred, and when, and the antidotes. There are antidotes. One doesn't need to be hopeless around this and go, oh my gosh, I have... So much karma I'm never going to be able to fix
3: this mm-hmm. you know, that,
2: that's that's not true that's not true. You can make a conscious decision okay i have I have this debt. I have this lesson to learn. I need to repay this, I need to take care of this. I need to balance these scales. Mm-hmm. So I found what my my debt was for, um, and it was for abusive power yeah. in two ways. one is a heartbreaker on um, several uh-huh. counts of that um, and one was for um, what's called angered the gods, um, which is where you do something um, because you're being willful, because you know you can. You know you're not mm. supposed to,
3: but you <laughs> do anyway. <All> right. So <laughs>
2: that one was harder. Um, the oh. heartbreaker one was, was fairly easy um, for me to be just very sensitive to other, other people's feelings and to um, try and be very pristine and, and kind in my relationships with others and, and realized that people can very easily get their heart broken. So to just be sure. very conscious of, of my, my actions. Um, and so I was able to, to transmute my karma and then, and then move up.
3: Well, and from,
2: yes, feel very fortunate, very blessed. I, I didn't know consciously what was going on um, but was having some, some pretty profound um, physical and emotional and, and spiritual symptoms going on, as I said, for that two-month period. And I had a friend going through the same thing at the same time. So we were mm-hmm. both saying, what is going on here? Um, and it was great because we were able to be a support to each other. And I, I did go ahead and call um, Rob and Alexis and said, I need help. Something, something's... Um, off here and I don't understand what's happening. So I booked a private session with her Mm -hmm. and that's where I down and she immediately could see. She said, yay, congratulations, you moved up to 5D. And I'm like, I did what? (laughs) You need some (laughs) education, what does that mean? Because my central nervous system wasn't quite prepared for it and I was in a lot of pain. Um, so she was able to bring in a lot of healing for me, um, which is what happens when you do move up. Mm-hmm. You get some very profound healing, not just for this life, but for all lifetimes. You get an Ascended Master to work with full-time, um, which is just amazing. And your chakras, you've got 1 through 7 in your body now, but 8 through 12 come in above your head, more closely oh. connecting you, Yeah, um, you know, heaven to earth. Mm-hmm. So it's just... It's a very wonderful process. I've probably probably made everyone go, whoa, what was wonderful about that? (laughs) (laughs) But it truly, just to be able to feel um, that love and peace in your heart and feel your heart chakra expanding and expanding and to be more relaxed and just more comfortable and more happy every day, no matter what happens, no matter what interactions there are, it's profoundly different for me um, since I was able to raise my vibration. And there's a fantastic book, a workbook, by a woman named Sabrina Reber, R-E-B-E-R, How to Raise Your Vibration, um, that's mm. for sale on Amazon, and it's just, it goes into um, really some very profound um, experiences that she had with being able to, to move up. And she also explains dark nights of the soul because that's often a um, a step for people during it too if they're doing it what I call the hard way. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. And I have a so, friend that went that way one time. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Um I know that we're getting a little bit close on time, so
3: um,
1: I I want you to, of course, expand as much as you want to. But, um, for example, you know, we've talked a little bit about tools, being able to uh, help us uh, see and retrieve information and things like that. Uh, I know with my Miracle Advantage method, I have a grounding PDF, which is a free gift for the listeners out there, if they would like to go to the MiracleAdvantage dot uh, com website, they can download that. And I also have a honey meditation, and uh, you can download that as well. And that, those are both my free gifts.
3: And oh, that's also,
1: wonderful! Oh, and and, uh, and like I said, um, we we had talked about muscle testing on Facebook at one time, and I'm always yes. fascinated about the different ways that you can perform that. So if you would like to uh, tell the listeners about how you ground and meditate and and a little bit about the muscle testing, then that probably will take us to the top of the hour.
2: Sure. Um, Yes. What I find is, is key is there's three spiritual practices that really are key for me. And one is each morning before I leave the house, I just do a simple grounding and protection and clearing of my energy, I Ask to be my higher self. And the way I ground is, and this is just me, if you can stand outside somewhere, that is ideal. But I just stand barefoot um, in my, my bathroom to feel those cold tiles.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: I just literally, um, I ground, women ground from the second chakra down through, um, down through your legs, down into the core of Mother Earth, and then you just pull that wonderful energy back up to you through your joy tap roots. And you just feel it come into your heart. You feel the protection. Um, and you just spread that, that love through your entire body. And you're then very grounded for that day. And I then move all my chakras. Um, just, I literally take my hand and move them one way and move them the other. Mm-hmm. And then I physically reach above me and just pull down my higher self into me for the day. And then I put some wonderful protection around me. You can picture it as white light or or an egg or however you want to protect it. Only the good things are going to come to you that day. Um, And and other things are just not going to be an issue. And you can just kind of visualize and set your intents for the day. Mm -hmm. I've got my grounding and protecting for clearing. I like to listen to the violet flame. um, And I just use the one that's on on Robin's website as a two-minute prayer. I put it on my phone um, and listen to that, um, you know, seven times a day for 70 days and literally um, just change your life via St. Germain's um, gift to the world. And muscle testing, I learned from Bradley Nelson's book, The Emotion Code. And I don't Not use yet. a pendulum. I use my body as a pendulum. I just simply stand, um, stand comfortably with, with your feet, hips width apart. And you train yourself to... Um, use your body as a pendulum by using the word love. You wait until you're motionless and now say the word love. Your body is going to involuntarily sway forward. So that's Mm -hmm. half your pendulum. And now you can say hate. That's too strong a word. Go with dislike, dislike intensely. You're going to recoil.
3: So once you've got that
2: down, that's your pendulum. Mm -hmm. The importance of this this is my way to ask spirit questions all day long. I mean, I'm driving. I can't meditate to communicate with spirit. Um, you know, I'm in my office or I'm, I'm standing, you know, two minutes in the parking lot to run into a shopping center. If I've got a pressing question, I can stand there and muscle test.
3: Very you You go. know,
2: discreetly somewhere, anywhere.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You can mm-hmm. do this pretty much anywhere. Nobody's going to notice. No one's going to care. Right. Right. Um, you know, it's your, your little moment to be able to to ground in and protect and ask an important question and get some guidance and get some support. And that has been all just life changing for me to do those two practices and to meditate each day. Meditation doesn't have to be a big deal. It can be five minutes as you're falling asleep or as you're waking up. You can use guided ones. There's so many on YouTube. For all the folks mm-hmm. that say, I have monkey brain, I couldn't possibly do that. <laughs> well, that means you need to do it the most. And I was absolutely yeah. one of those.
3: Exactly. I'm too busy.
2: I don't Same need to here. do that. That's for other people. Who's going to spend an hour on that? It's been life-changing. So mm-hmm. those three things.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. And... Um, what um, do you see in your spiritual path? What's coming up for you? And, and what, what are you doing now as a healer or as a author yes. and, and things like that?
3: Yes.
2: I'm continuing to um, train and to really enjoy doing regression healing sessions with some clients mm-hmm. to help them find some past lives and to help them find their way to the light. Um, so that's very much a part of my path. I also have a metaphysical trilogy called The Flow um, that I'm writing. Um, the first one will be The Flow from the Plantation. The second is The Flow, The Divine Feminine. They are not yet published. What is published is a short story called The Tiny Bow and Arrow. It is on Amazon in the Spiritual Writers Network, Best of 2014. Um, and my writing partner and friend Lori has a book or a short story in there too. Um, so those are things that are coming up, and I'm also continuing to train to become a Reiki master. I'm, I'm signed up for my Reiki 2 uh, oh, second good. level in August.
3: Mm-hmm,
1: so that's, exactly. that's some of
2: the things going on now and, and coming up in the future.
1: Well, what if uh, someone would like to speak with you or hire you a, as a, a spiritual teacher or healer? Uh, how would they get in contact with you?
2: Um, best way to reach me is via Facebook, um, to go onto Facebook and to look for Gwendolyn Rose on Facebook. Okay.
1: Well, I tell you, last week and this week both have just been wonderful. I've thoroughly enjoyed, and I'm sure that the listeners have thoroughly enjoyed listening to you tell all of this, all of these secrets, these tips, uh, wisdom, uh, in order to obtain optimal health. Because I know that uh, that it, you know, that is a focus with you as well as uh, myself and and the listeners that are listening to this today.
2: Absolutely. And
1: and again, I want to say, if anyone wants the free gifts that's on um, the Miracle Advantage Methods website, then go to MiracleAdvantage.com, look under free gifts, it's on the tool or menu bar, excuse me, and uh, you can download this uh, for free. And I want to thank Gwendolyn so very, very much for uh, coming back again this week to speak with us. Uh, And I'm going to, uh, after this call or this week, we're going to switch the Miracle Advantage radio program from Saturdays to Mondays evenings. And uh, a week from this Monday, my guest speaker will be Vicki Brown, who will be Speaking with us about her miraculous healing that uh, she had several years ago, when a doctor told her that she would be wheelbound—wheel, uh, wheel, excuse me, wheelchair-bound—for uh, life. And I can tell you, uh, as I personally know her, that uh, she is up and walking around, and she has a wonderful story after story after story to share with us as well. So, uh, if you all would like to uh, read a near-death experience, I have my uh, near-death experience on Kindle and at Amazon presently. It's called Yes, Virginia, There is a Heaven. And i like to thank everyone for liking my Facebook page, following me on Twitter and LinkedIn, and until next Monday, a week from this Monday, I will... Look forward to talking to Vicki and letting you listen in on our conversation. So until next week, thank you all,
0: and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hi, Katarina. I don't know if there. I tried
1: and tried to turn off the recording, and it just would not shut off. <laughs> so I don't know Our, if this part is still on there or not. So if you don't mind, I'm going to get off, and then yes. if you want to call me back on the other phone, that'll work.
3: No, we're just we're
2: just fine. Thank you so very very much.
1: Oh well, thank you for coming back. I I just can't say enough about how much I appreciate your time and energy and, and also y- your story and your love for this work.
2: Well, likewise.
0: Thank you very much, Katerina. Bye, Bye. now. Right. Bye-bye.